It was disappointing to see the college baseball season end prematurely this year, particularly if you're a fan of UC Riverside baseball. Highlanders were playing some very good baseball. After starting the year 0-4, they had won 9 of their last 12 and were a couple of weeks from starting Big West play when the season was canceled. Had a chance earlier this week to sit down with Andre Granillo. He was a sophomore right-hander out of West Valley High in Hemet. He'd been the closer for the Highlanders since midway through last year and was having a really, really good year. In fact, the entire Highlander bullpen was pitching really well. As a matter of fact, after that UCLA series to start the season, they embarked on a string of 19 and two-thirds innings when they allowed one run collectively. So here's Andre Granillo talking about this season for him and what the future perhaps holds for both himself and UC Riverside baseball. Andre Granillo joins us. He is the fine sophomore, soon-to-be junior out of West Valley High in Hemet, one of the pitchers of a tremendous bullpen this year. Andre, thanks for giving us a couple minutes. I really appreciate it. Oh, no problem. Thanks for having me. Let's start first with the positive stuff. Let's go to the bullpen. You guys were just a force of nature this year. Uh, a number of you, yourself, uh, Riley O, Kevin West, Shea, uh, Seamus Lyons, I'm, forget- I'm sure I'm forgetting people. Um, oh, uh, uh, Connor Martin kind of made a great debut. Mm-hmm. Uh, you had a couple of guys hurt, but you were able to manage it. What, you know, you guys kind of started the uptick at the end of the year last year. What was the big reason for your guys' success this season, Andre? Um, I think for us in general is we always had someone that we had, like, we could rely on behind us. So if one of us was having an off day, I had Kevin, I had Ol, or other way around. If Ol was having an off day, if Kevin was having an off day, like I had, I had his back no matter what. I mean, against St. Mary's when um, uh, West started struggling a little bit, he had a man on first, which is the tying run, and I came in, kind of cleaned things up, and that's just like how we always were for each other. So I think that was the biggest thing, and it gives you like a little sense of confidence too, because they say. If you need a little help that one day, then you always have like a person like that to kind of clean up your mess. Every, you know, the last, I don't know, 10, 12 years, even in Major League Baseball, it seems that in the postseason in particular, the team with the best bullpen more or less always wins. There are a couple there, you know, there's always exceptions to every rule. And I remember myself as a kid growing up, you know, uh, the great Yankee teams, Obviously, they had Rivera or they had John Wetland the one year, but it was the other guys that were able to get you to a Rivera or to a Wetland that were oh so important. You know, the Red Sox did that later as well, kind of the way they, you know, Terry Francona really managed the bullpen well. So you're kind of a modest guy. So let me let me do a little bragging on your side. You were kind of the hammer this year. You were the guy that came in at the end of the games to close down games, but yeah. I noticed just in interacting with all of you guys, just hanging out in the bullpen a little bit. You, you guys had a really great relationship. You know, you mentioned Kevin and, and Riley and yourself, but all the guys in the bullpen seemed to really pull for each other and work well together. And I could see that even in the drills they would have you do. How did that chemistry develop uh, over the, was it over the, just the last off season or did you kind of take something from the year before and bring it into this year? Um, I think it was a little bit of both because a lot of the guys returned from last year. Yeah, we lost a lot of uh, seniors, but with our bullpen, I mean, I don't, what did we lose, like one, two guys? 
it was right. uh, Noonan and um, Pretty with an injury, but we all kind of just like built off of last year because the end of last year we were kind of doing good from the Santa Barbara series and kind of ended well. And then we came into this year like, all right, let's just pick up where we started off. And uh, we've always had that chemistry. I mean, we have weights together. So throughout the whole fall, we were just grinding, waking up early with each other. So I think it builds that builds uh, uh, chemistry that we all need. We all run together. We all struggle together. So I think that's uh, one big thing that helped us a lot. You're in a unique situation in that your head coach, Troy Percival, was a reliever in the big leagues. And he has a little bit different philosophy with regard to relief pitchers, he thinks you guys should all be ready to go every day because um, mm-hmm. that's the way you guys are going to be expected to produce in pro ball. However, I think he also understands that maybe, you know, 18, 19, 20 years old, it might be a little easier to for you guys to know your roles. And you guys do have definitive roles, you know, in, in his bullpen, although sometimes, you know, the game, you know, it's the old line from Die Hard, you know, the, the plan it gets altered, right? He alters the mm-hmm. plan. Um, but... How, so give, give me the balance between that. I mean, just in the little time I've known you, you're just a bulldog. I know you want to be mm-hmm. out there as often as possible to help your team. But at the same time, I think you understanding your role has certainly helped you be a better pitcher, correct? Yes. Oh, yeah. I mean, from Percival being one of the best to ever do it, it really helps me like get that mindset to be that closer. So that obviously helps a lot. And that just takes off so much uh, stress that he's been through it. So it's just like, um, what was it? What was the question? Well, just like how important is it to know? So last year you were you were kind of you started off as a starter, then you pitched in the bullpen yeah. a little bit, and you weren't really sure. And then it seemed that as soon as you knew you were the closer, you kind of oh, put it all yeah. together. You know. Yeah. So I mean, is it is it a little different? Hey, I might go out. You now listen, you always want to get guys out. I get that. Mm-hmm. But maybe if Troy tells you, okay, here, this series, Andre, you may come out for the sixth or you may come out for the seventh or, you know, if somebody gets mm-hmm. in trouble, we may need you in the fourth versus understanding that probably for you, Andre, from the seventh inning on, you're going to be the guy. Yeah. Yeah. I just think that, like, anything that I could do to benefit the team, like, as long as I have a role. And just being that closer role, I feel like it's a different mindset from being like the starter in that when I started against uh, UCLA and then when I started against uh, LMU, it was just a different feel of how I wanted to approach the game mm-hmm. and how I was like, all right, so I got to go five innings. So I need to hit my spots, do this, do this, do that. And then I just kind of got into my own head. But when he put me into that closer role, it felt like, yeah, we have all that pressure. We, we're down by one, but this is like exactly where I want to be. Like, this, that's kind of how I was built. And I, I'm going to come in there. We have one, two, maybe, or one or two, maybe, to throw. So I'm just going to give you my 110% through that one inning. So I feel like this is the mindset that I have as a pitcher and as a player through like out my whole life. Um, I think closing just 100% just fits me way better than, than just starting. Well, yeah, the numbers the numbers definitely bear that out. Um, yeah. You know, and I think it, it may help you down the road. Um, let me ask you about your relationship. You mentioned Kevin and, and Ryan. You know, those guys were experienced guys, and they, you know, they had their struggles. You know, kind of Kevin mm-hmm. came in, Kevin West talking about, you know, he was supposed to kind of be, hey, Troy really thought he was going to be a weekend starter. It didn't quite work out. He seems to have found his niche in the bullpen, though. 
And then, you know, Riley, he was at a different school and then he bounced and then he went to a JC and then he bounced back and he was a starter and then he was a reliever and the bullpen obviously has worked out for him. What's your relationship like with those guys and have their experiences and their struggles, you know, talking to them, has, did that help you last year maybe when you were struggling a little bit? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, with with them just being there and having the experience that they've had from the weight room, from the classroom, anything like that we needed help with, if we needed advice, they were there. So I felt like it helped, uh, like in the weight room, if uh, there was things, certain things that we weren't doing right, maybe if we weren't doing a lift right, those older guys would be like, hey, maybe just do this. And then they were kind of like the um, like the boundary setters of what what to not do and what to do. So I was like, it was cool having uh, J-Mo my freshman year because he was at the um, closer spot sometimes the year before. Right. So he was just, this is this is what you got to do. This is how you're going to get ready. This is this is like the routine you kind of need to have. You can base it off of um, things that you like to do. So it helps it helps a lot to have guys that have been there and done it. And then it just it just takes a lot of like uh, stress off of you and build just way more confidence that they they've done that before of course talking about jared morton who is an alum of uc riverside he's now i think mount san jacinto uh yeah. junior college as an assist as a pitching coach actually he was the assistant pitching coach. And i believe he got promoted he's going to be the pitching coach this year when, when they have a season um yeah going to you know your decision to come you're a local kid who decided to come to uc riverside um and it's weird because you're the closer now and that's almost I mean, kind of jokingly it's called the closer at ucr is kind of almost like the the tailback at usc because although coach percival was a catcher when he was at riverside obviously he was a world series winning closer and joseph mm. kelly was a closer at ucr and he actually won a world series ring with the cardinals as well not as a closer but with the pitcher and now he's pitching for the dodgers uh yeah. do you feel any of that do you kind of feel the prestige of hey not only can i help this team maybe win but this mm. is this is you know Pitchers and relievers from UCR have gotten drafted over the past 10, 12 years, and especially since Troy's been there. Yeah, it, it's kind of – it's like a compliment and an honor to be like the best go-to guy. He was the go-to guy for the Angels, and those guys have always been the go-to guys. And I, it's yeah. like I'm the go-to guy's go-to guy. So it's like – it's kind of like a um, confidence booster, all, uh, obviously, but – um. Yeah, it's 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 a lot of fun just being that closer, just being that big, big dog that's gonna come in, shut the lights out, and all right, everybody, let's go home. Let's go, let's go, let's go yeah. get food now. Yeah. What's yes? I like I was joking with you on Twitter. Hey, Grandio, that's gonna be my line. Hopefully for a lot of games, <laughs> Grandio turns out the lights. We start calling yeah. you the electrician. Um, <laughs> can, can can I ask what's your relationship with Coach Percival? Oh, we're we're really close. I mean, he's close with everybody in the bullpen. Uh, in general. So, I mean, me and him uh, kind of joke around. We'll always talk in the outfield during BP because me and uh, Cole are actually pretty close. So that's, that's actually my uh, lifting partner. So where I'm close with Cole, I'm close with uh, Troy uh, as well. So he's always, I'm always picking his brain on what, what he experienced in the major leagues, maybe some like moments that he had, any teams that he didn't like quite like too much or where he didn't like to play and just like where like been there, done that. So it, it's kind of cool picking his brain a lot. I mean, it gives me like a um, gives me a motivation to want to get to that next level. Um, it's it's interesting. It's always it's always smart to be friends with the coach's son. And <laughs> you you got you got well. It was great for you guys 
to mm. have uh, to have Cole back this year. I thought that was a big oh, reason yeah. you guys did so well. Um, but I mean, like a guy like yourself, okay. Uh, mm. Talk to me about your development. And people, you know, I'm, we're doing a radio interview, so people can't see you. I mean, you're you're a big, strong kid, right? You're six four, two thirty. You throw the ball really hard. But Troy always tells me, he's like, "Hey, give me the guy with a gamer mentality." You know, mm-hmm. like, yeah, it's great to have a guy who pumps it up there ninety five. But if he doesn't know what he's doing, that that stuff gets turned around in a hurry. One thing Coach has been really complimentary with regard to you is he said that you know you were pretty good when you came out of high school, but that you really put the time in to learn how to pitch. Take me through that. Describe yeah. how that worked. How did you work with? How much of it was working with Coach, and how much of it was just experience and kind of you learning the mental part of the game? Oh, it, it's it's they go hand in hand. So when I first came there, I out of high school, I was one of the most dominant pitchers in the league. So I came from striking every single kid out and second in California in strikeouts for the uh, our open division. Open division. Coming from there, I thought it was going to straight translate into the college like uh, like environment. So when I when I first came in, I think my first start was against Nebraska. I got pretty lit up because I thought 92 was going to play still like right down the middle. Mm-hmm. So one of my coaches always told me that I wasn't a pitcher yet. And I kind of like took that to heart when he was, I just didn't understand it. He's like, you're a thrower. Uh, I kind of understood that. Like I threw hard, but I didn't know how to pitch yet. So when um, I got that rude awakening, the first part of the season, my freshman year, when I allowed like 20 runs in like six innings, yeah. 19 I, and seven and two thirds, Andre, 19, 19 yeah, runs, got, seven and two thirds. Okay. You got the stats, right? The, oh yeah. Um, <laughs> It, it was it was it was a really really rude awakening. So I just learned how to become a pitcher at that point. It's kind of like the discipline of okay, I'm tired of getting rocked around now. I gotta step up my game. So right after that, Coach Percival actually taught me that slider cutter. He actually originally taught me the cutter, and I threw it in a bullpen, and I was like, oh, this thing's kind of nasty. And then I turned it into like more of a like a hard slider. And some yeah. like it does what it wants. Sometimes it's got a like I don't even know. Sometimes when it's going to cut or break or so. At that point, he just taught me that pitch. And ever since I like established that and could throw that whenever I want, it really helped like during the games because instead of just being that power pitcher that's throwing 92, they just sit fastball and they know that nothing else is really gonna hurt them. So when I gained another pitch and learned how to actually locate my fastball and how to actually pitch to. Uh, the hitter that I'm facing, it it just gave me a whole new world of like like dominance. So yeah, well you know, it's funny. Troy has told me the story about how you took the cutter, made it a slider, and man, uh-huh. I mean, hose that down, buddy, because your slider was filthy uh, yeah. in some of those games this year. You know, ask the guys at LMU, man, they're still they're still looking to dig that one out. But yeah, what's yeah. interesting is. When you were recruited, you know, Bryson actually mm-hmm. told me that you didn't have – like in high school, you had a pretty decent breaking ball. Um, yeah, I, but, yeah. But but you've become more or less a fastball slider. I still You still throw the curve, but you're more or less a fastball slider guy now, right? Yeah. I, right when I picked up that slider, I felt like I lost a little bit of the curveball because I didn't – I never wanted to throw anything else besides fastball slider, fastball slider, fastball slider. And – Right after I'd, I started getting that, I felt like my arm slot changed a little bit. So my curveball needed to be, like, out in front more. And just the way that I was throwing and, like, the way I was going mechanically, it wasn't, like, quite catching on again. But I've been uh, working on throwing it again because in high school, that was that was my outpitch. That was my slider pretty much. So 
I've been working on trying to throw that curveball for strikes because then it just opens up more for me. And then I picked up another changeup, or I picked up a changeup kind of halfway during the season. And I've just that's what I've been working on right now and throughout this uh, quarantine. How, how is that going? How is the workout? Are you able to work out? Are you able to yeah. throw? Oh, okay. So um, I'm actually playing in the Sunset League right now. So we oh, just cool. started okay. up games. Yeah, I, I just I've thrown three times for them. And uh, before that, when the gyms were closed, I was just doing like just in-home workouts, throwing with um, my friend at his house because he's got a cage. So I'd throw to him and then we'd go to the field behind the house and uh, throw a little bit throw a little long toss and then I actually had a catcher that went to Concordia so he'd catch my flat grounds so I was always trying to keep my arm in shape and uh try to just not lose it and come back rusty so uh well let's talk about the season first of all mm-hmm. I mean you guys started off 0-4 and and it's almost unfair because you had to go start at UCLA who was the top five team in the country and I thought yeah. you except except for that last game you kind of held your own against him but, I mean, nine of the last 12, and I said this after the UNLV game, Andre, I actually mm. thought you guys had a bit of a vibe going with that team after you won that UNLV game. It just yeah. seemed like, chemistry-wise, you guys trusted each other, you were coming together, and, you know, listen, you guys lost a lot of firepower last year. I mean, you know, oh, between yeah. Matt Hardy, between Jaeger, uh, Dean Miller, and, and Connor, you know, and I covered, you know, Matt and 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 and, and uh, Taylor since they were freshmen, and, and Connor too, but for that matter, you, there's a lot of production you guys lost, but it seemed like you guys were able to figure out how to score runs when you needed to. You mm-hmm. weren't scoring in bunches the way you did, you know, Connor hits one out, Miller hits one to the wall, then, then, then Hardy hits one in the gap and two guys score, but it just seemed like you were scoring enough. To, to, to win. I mean, nine of the last 12 mm-hmm. looks really good, particularly you want a few of those on the road. Yeah. I think for us, when, for the pitching staff, at least when last year we didn't do so hot, it was, it was a lot of our faults. Like there's, there was no way that we should have been losing that many games when Dean and Connor putting up the production that they did. Like it was like, like it kind of said like, yeah, this is absolutely your guys' fault that we're losing these games. Like you guys need to step it up. So with this year, I think we didn't want to be those guys. We didn't want to be the reason that, like, we were losing games anymore. So we kind of just, like, we said, all right, like, this is what we're going to do. This is how we're going to do it. We're going to have to just put our heads down, work, count on each other, because that's, like, the only way we're going to win games is if we trust in each other. And I think that put a little bit of uh, pressure on the hitters, too, from losing that production. They were like, okay, now I want to be that Dean, and I want to be that Connor, and I got to have the production. But it wasn't going to be – through home runs like they did they just had to piece together base hits and um just try to drive each other in because i mean like ball hall he's going to get on base 95 percent of the time and the next guy's got to have to find a way to put him over and then we're going to have to hold him as a as um staff so yeah. i think that's I how mean, we kind of yeah ball hall was a machine i mean that guy just is a machine yeah. in terms of getting on base but yeah. um uh, yeah. Well, the other thing is, obviously, you mentioned it, getting Cole back and then mm-hmm. young Zach Jacobs. I mean, just oh. lights out now. You know, he only threw three, three, four games. But I'll tell you yeah. what, just every indication he, he threw that shutout, complete game shutout at St. Mary's. Saint Mary's yeah. And the last guy that had done that as a freshman was a guy named Matt Andrees, who's pitching for the Angels now. So yeah. that's, you know, and I, I hate to I hate to hang that on Zach. 
But I mean, that's mm-hmm. the performance. That's the level his performance was at. And yeah. then there was a bunch of your recruiting class, you know, yourself, Trevor Bateson, Taylor Julien, you know, who were all kind of stepping up. Uh, Damian Sanchez has done a great job, mm-hmm. who all kind of stepped up. And that's kind of what it became. It was like you didn't have the big names like a Dean Miller or a Connor Cannon, but it seemed like all the guys kind of embraced their roles a little bit and bought together with regard to how the team was performing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, having Cole back just added to our bullpen even more. That's like, that's a hundred innings that takes off of our arms, takes yeah. off of everybody else. So it takes the stress off of all of us. So having our Friday night guy back, puts maybe that Sunday guy or that Tuesday guy that wasn't going to originally be that Tuesday guy back in the bullpen where he's more comfortable, maybe like, um, Kevin, Kevin is probably going to be a bullpen arm if he ever like fully goes out right to uh, the next level. So it kind of like, it just helps us and helps me as a person or as a pitcher. Cause if he goes seven, we, I just need one guy to piece that eighth inning together and then I can throw the ninth. Or yeah. I can go eight nine if it's really that close. So like yeah. just having Cole back helped with that. And then we had Jacobs who just out of nowhere just absolutely dominated for the, his first four starts. So that's another guy that's gonna go six seven innings to help our bullpen out, which then saves us for Sunday or where whoever goes Saturday Sunday. Then we got Abbott who's another guy who can throw six seven innings with like it just having a full uh, Friday through Sunday uh, rotation helps us like more than anybody would ever know because it just takes the stress off of the relievers and just all the way down to the closer. Did you know Zach was going to be as good as he was, Andre, when you saw him? I actually seen him on Prospect Pipeline. That's where I originally seen him. I was like, this kid has some of the most movement I've seen on a two-seam fastball ever. So when he came in, I was like, his 88 to 89 whatever he's throwing is going to play and then during the fall i seen him throw against rcc and he had struck out the side and i'm like this kid's going to be an absolute like baller so we were projecting him to be the the midweek guy like all right freshman starter midweek he's going to get us those uh maybe road wins piece together like just those, those wins that we need and then he just came out and said, nope, I'm going to be your Saturday or Sunday guy, and I'm going to be a weekend guy. So, I mean, that's just his attitude, too. If you ever, like, fully talk to Jacobs, he's he's uh, like a Trevor Bateson also. Like, he's uh, mm-hmm. like that hothead that's just going to, like, get everything done. He's going to be like, move out of the way and let me pitch, which you have to have as a pitcher in this in this conference, too. Yeah. Well, and that's that's the thing that, that you you brought up Abbott. I mean, you guys went 9-3, and three, and Abbott and, and Latchman weren't healthy. So I mean, once yeah. I mean, you know, I know, I know, I know, you didn't have Hayden either. I think I got his injury was a little bit serious. But if you had gotten Abbott and, and Latchman back, and you know, the formula generally in the Big West is your Friday guy, you want him to go seven, the Saturday mm-hmm. guy goes six, and the Sunday guy goes five. So you got to come up with nine innings out of your bullpen, you know. Yeah. And so if Andre Granillo can throw two on Friday and one on Sunday, then all of a sudden you're down to six, and you can you can sit you can split those six innings among four mm-hmm. or five pitchers. You know, yeah. that's a great formula for you guys. But you mentioned Trevor and he came in with you. You guys came in together and mm-hmm. it was interesting because your freshman year was somewhat a similar trajectory in that, you know, and this is Troy's words. Troy threw you guys to the wolves. You got beat up a little bit. But by the end of the year, 
you guys were both legitimate Division One pitchers. Uh, mm-hmm. How happy were you for your guy Bateson? He kind of locked up that Tuesday spot, and he was throwing mm-hmm. real well. Last game I called for you guys was that LMU game, and he he looked fantastic. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, for him to come in with me, I, we've been playing baseball with each other since we were 10 years old. We were on the same travel ball team. We actually went to Cooperstown together. I mean, we pretty much grew up best friends. So for us to be, like, Percival's guys together, it's just like, awesome because i mean i want to see him succeed and he wants to see me succeed so if we were both going to go to the next level it would just be like crazy because like i mean that's like one of my best friends i've ever had so it was kind of cool to see him doing his thing and him dominating like he did at the end and we both had those same struggles like again that's how we all like um like meshed together and had that chemistry is we all struggled together so me and him kind of had the similar situation as in we thought that us coming and dominating from high school was going to translate into college and it just didn't. So it just gave us that like discipline and that's just how we started rolling. Is he as crazy as he comes across You know, every, every, you know, listen, he's a pitcher. He's not a lefty yeah. though, but every team's got that one nut, nut one. nutty guy who pitches. You need one of those. It seems like to win, like every winning team's got that one. Is he that guy? Andre? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I'm, I'm his roommate on road trips. So yeah, he is a hundred percent that guy. He's <laughs> an electricity factory. Like it's, it's, it'll be two o'clock in the morning. We just got off the bus from a 13 hour road trip. I kid you not. And this guy is absolutely off the wall wired pump just, <laughs> just to even be there. I mean, he's, he just loves baseball more than anything. And I mean, I guess that's why he's probably super successful because I, you got to just pitch with that confidence. That swagger. He's, He's Justin Verlander on the mountain, for all he knows. As Troy was saying, he's one of those guys that'll throw 100 pitches on Saturday, and then Sunday he'll stick his head into the coach. Hey, Skip, if you Mm -hmm. need me for two, I got you. Oh, yeah, he's got a rubber arm. I don't know how he does it because I throw three innings, and the next day I'm like, oh, my God, I need a six-day vacation. So, I mean, I I can do it, but that's just like the big big closer baby, I guess. I've got to like – Keep well, it listen, to like one, two innings. Well, I mean, I mean, listen, once the playoffs start, I think your adrenaline kicks in a little bit. You know, mm-hmm. I threw you under the bus a little bit with that stat, but let, let me let me let me redeem you a little bit. So <laughs> yeah, for yeah. your career, for your career right now, 45, approximately 45 innings, 62 strikeouts against 24 walks. That's pretty good. But yeah, if, yeah. if you focus on the last year and a half, the last 20, or I guess because it wasn't a full year this year, but your last 27 innings, Andre, your strikeout to walk 39 to 10. So it's a four to one strikeout to walk ratio, which is what you want as a reliever. And then we mentioned the seven and two thirds, 19 since then 37 and two thirds innings, 11 earned runs, two of which are inherited. So you were off the mat when they scored your ERA down to about two, six, which is what you want for, for a closer. So, I mean, you know, it's yeah. coming together for you. Um, I want to also talk about some guys uh, this year who maybe didn't get the credit. One of the things that I think was a huge difference was your guys infield defense this year. Um, and you know, there was a bunch of injuries over the last couple of years and you really haven't had a solid, you know, you had web playing short last year. You had a bunch of different guys having to play shortstop, but Mm -hmm. with Skylar at short and Damian at second, and then Andre's kind of filling in where he had to the third infielder there. Um, your, your up the middle defense was, was amazing, you know? With uh with Travis uh in center, in center and, yeah. um yeah and, and your catching situation obviously was improved as well uh 
how big a role did that play, do you think, in your guys' success? Because you guys were now winning the close games you were losing last year. I think you guys were 5-2 and two in one-run games this year. Yeah, oh, yeah. I mean, it, it plays a huge factor when when we don't manufacture as many runs as we did as last year. I mean, we had to have that absolutely perfect defense to be able to win those games when we're not we're not absolutely demolishing guys by nine runs. So, I mean, having ball hall and center, that, that guy will track down any single ball that's hit out there. I, so just having that trust as a pitcher helps you pitch even better when you know that your defense has got your back. And up the middle, if you got you got a guy on, like okay, they're gonna roll two here. Let me pitch to that. So it kind of get it opens up the game and allows you to like just pitch how you want to pitch. Because when you don't have that defense behind you and you don't have the confidence in your defense, and you're like, well, if he, if he hits it to them, then he might make an error, and I don't want that. And then you just start thinking a lot. So when when you can say, all right, if this ball is gonna get hit to Damian or this ball is gonna hit get hit to Skyler, that I know they're gonna make that play. So I don't have to strike out every single person every single time. So, I mean, it just takes a lot of stress off of the relievers, the starters from from the first inning to the ninth inning. What was the um, what was the biggest difference? I mean, obviously, uh, I thought um, I thought that Jacob did a great job last year behind the plate. But how big was it having Ethan and his defense this year, Ethan Mm -hmm. Payne? junior college yeah. transfer coming over. What was it like? I know obviously you came up, you know, you all you freshmen came in together, so you're throwing to Jacob a lot last year. What was it like having Ethan there back there kind of, you know, as good as as uh, a good a job as I thought Jacob did last year? Payne oh, yeah. seems like he's just really a full-on kind of defensive catcher. Oh, yeah. I'm, putting him into that role right after last season, he absolutely killed it. I mean, every pitcher in that bullpen will tell you that that's the guy that they want catching them. Like he's a captain, everything you want in a catcher, that guy is, he's amazing to throw to. You have a lot more of the confidence. Like I've been saying, it's just, it just puts your confidence through the roof when you have a catcher that's going to do everything in his power to get you strikes and throw anybody he can out and block every single ball that's in the dirt. I mean, it's just easy to throw to a guy that's just has a hundred percent heart. That guy's nothing but, like blood, sweat, and tears when he plays. You guys, the catching position overall, though, is pretty strong, right? Between Jacob oh, yeah. and Taylor and, and Ethan now, that's a pretty strong uh, position for that team. Oh, yeah, and I think it takes a lot off of Ethan's shoulders because if he goes Friday, Saturday, we know that Shanks is going to come and fill that role just as good as Payne did. And then with Shanks' bat and then Taylor's bat, who actually, which actually came around. So yeah, it just having – Having interchangeable people that you can count on, just like the bullpen. I mean, if if one of them's not having a great day, then the other one's going to step up and he might come into the game with me if he's not having a good day. And it just gives them more uh, time to recover and then just takes a lot of uh, a lot off their shoulders because shoulders they know the guy behind them has got their back. When you heard the news, uh, Andre, that they, they, they decided to cancel the season, where were you? How did you take oh. it? How was the How was the news broken to you? I was at my apartment with actually my roommate Taylor and then my roommate from last year Peter who is not no longer on the team but um we still live together and we were in our we were in our living room playing video games like teenagers obviously and we get like a um a text that like we're not going to Bakersfield so that's how we originally found out we're like okay maybe it's just this week because of the virus maybe they're just going to get everything situated like how they're going to play games, maybe no fans anymore. And then 
we were like, what if this thing, like, what if the whole thing is just going to get banged? And it was, it's, yeah, it sucked when we found out the whole season was going to get canceled. Cause I mean, for me, one of the biggest things that I was going for was the, the saves record, which was 12. And I thought I was on pace for sure to break that. And then just the way we were just meshing as a team and how we were playing and how much fun we were having and the road trips we were going to go on that, it just, kind of like devastated all of us in a way and then the seniors that we're not going to have back like yeah it, it just sucked how had they told you anything with regard to 2021 yet or are you just kind of sitting and waiting like the rest of us i'm sitting and waiting i i think we're just gonna have to class online and baseball to be determined when everything clears up i mean all we could do is get better get in better shape i mean can't just like sit here and mope about it anymore. I mean, whatever's nope. done is done. We got to just keep going. Andre Granillo, hey, I appreciate it, man. I asked you for twenty, you gave me thirty, so I, I really appreciate oh, it. Course. And so I'll have to, uh, I'll have to cover up. If you give up a run next year, I'll charge it somebody else, and we'll do that. I'll make <laughs> it up to you. Oh, of no, course. but Thank but you. Yeah. but I mean, you're you're obviously your progress has been great. You represented UCR so so well. I was really disappointed that I wouldn't get to see you guys play because I really felt there was a vibe to this year's team and that you guys had a legitimate shot at the postseason. I would have loved to have seen your group in a postseason mm-hmm. scenario. Cause I think like just personality wise, you guys were all very, very, uh, uh, uh you know, ready to, to go and, and do that. And yeah. so good luck. And, and hopefully I'll get to call some, so I'll get to, you know, lights out Granillo next year a few times. Let's, <laughs> yeah, let's, uh, let, let's bank, let's bank 13 of those for next yeah, year. Oh yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm breaking the single season for sure. Uh, that's, that's, that's my goal. Best to you and your yeah. family, and, and we'll you. see you when we see you. But I appreciate it. Andre Grunio from UC Riverside Baseball. Thank you. Yeah.